Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm in the tour van of a band called Viet Cong. I've got two members sitting here with me. This is the first night in the new van, is that correct? First, though, please introduce yourselves. My name is Matthew Flegel, and you are correct. This is the first night in this van since we've owned it. And Matt, what do you do in the band? I sing and I play the bass guitar. If you can hear it in the background, other bands are doing their sound check. (laughs) Hey, I'm Monty Monroe. I play guitar and keyboards, and we've actually toured. We did one short tour with Chad Van Galen, who owned this van before us, and so we've all been in the van before, but this is the the first night and day, like the last two days is the first time that we've driven it as our van. How do you make a van your own? We put this little TV in, which TVs have come a long way as far as size goes. So this is the tiniest screen TV, smaller than your average laptop, I I would say. But you could probably fit 45 laptops into the space that this TV takes up. And we've got a VCR, we've got a milk crate filled with VHS, we've got Alien Trilogy, Back to the Future Trilogy, Time Bandits, Godfather Trilogy. Is it easy to find movies on VHS these days? Um, yeah, I think if you go to pawn shops or just uh, free piles on the street, you can find VHS, no problem. The first song by Viet Cong that I'm going to play is one called Continental Shelf. So how about I get Monty to say a few words about it while I bring up that music. Continental Shelf is... Matt had the guitar riff for it quite a long time ago, and we decided to work out how to play it in an open tuning where most of the strings were tuned to one note. And so we worked that version of it out. We did a few demos of it at my house in Calgary, and then we recorded it. It was the first song that we recorded with Graham Walsh in the barn in Hamilton, Ontario. Hey, this is Monty from the band Viet Cong, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
back to The Interview Show. I'm Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Continental Shelf by the band Viet Cong off their debut record. I've got two members of the band here with me. Matt, how would you like to talk about this song? Continental Shelf. That song, I remember writing the riff on one of Chad's guitars when me and Monty were in the band with Chad Van Galen. Uh, For those who don't know, what is Chad Van Galen? Um, what is? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, he's mostly just our friend. I don't want to. I don't want to toot his his horn. I don't know if that's an expression. I don't think it is. But uh, <laughs> um, it's drawing our... a strange image. How about you tell me, as a music fan, how would you describe Chad Van Galen? Um, he sings kind of like Neil Young a little bit, and writes really beautiful folk music sometimes but also tries to write cool rock music but it's really not as cool as his beautiful folk music (laughs) all right i get what you're saying now but i'd like you to tell me more about the song that we just heard continental shelf i had this riff that i wrote on one of chad's guitars when we were in a place called encinitas california and i think it was actually my birthday that day which this must have been three years ago almost now um, we were opening up for Mogwai on that tour, and we were staying in this kind of sleepy little surf town just north of San Diego. And that's probably where the somewhat surfiness of the song comes from. Viet Cong, Matt, Monty, you guys have been both side guys in other projects like Chad Van Galen, his backup band. I'd love you to take me through how you guys started the discussion to form your own project called Viet Cong. We always got drunk at the end of the night, as you do when you're on tour in a, a music band. And we would always start talking about that. And I don't know if it was because we were bored of playing Chad's music or not, but that might have had something to do with it. One day, me and Monty just got together and, um, and just started messing around with each other's riffs. We said we were going to do it forever, and then finally we just one day did it. Monty, let's hear your take. Uh, we were staying in Veslar, v- Veslar? Vetslar. Vetslar in Germany at a guy named Ziggy's house. Uh, and that was the real, like we talked about, we talked about working on music together before, but that was the, the night that I remember where we were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to start a band when we get back from this tour. My only regret about that night actually was that we went we played the show with Chad and then we went backstage and there like people wanted an encore or whatever. And Flagel suggested that we all take our clothes off and go back out on stage naked. And none of us were really that into it, into that idea. And in retrospect, it would have been pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Cause it was in this little like kind of community center venue in like rural kind of Germany. And uh, I, yeah, I, th- I think, I think it would have, I think it would have been pretty funny. Fair enough. Maybe you can do that on tour with Viet Cong. Guys, when I hear your story, it makes me want to ask the question. You hang around musicians all the time. You do it as your day job in another band. When two guys decide to make music together, what makes it click? What made it work this time? You guys must have had conversations like this with other dudes at other times and it not worked out. Yeah, so you're saying that it works? (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was still kind of up in the air. I mean, we're figuring that out still at this point. I feel like it's more the four of us now, um, whereas when we started out, it was just me and Monty. 
I don't know, I guess I've been in bands with a lot of people who, I don't know, just don't deal with certain situations calmly. Sure, but bef- before we talk about that, because I get an idea what you're talking about, but let's talk about you and Monty writing together. You're like, yeah, maybe this could be a project. How did you get to that point? Really, it was us hanging out in a basement and really just going over things um, constantly and consistently until we you know, could say, yeah, this is a song now. And it, it took a while and it took lots of tries, but it's definitely just a patience. It's a it's a trial and error thing more than anything. So Viet Cong, the band name could be controversial if you went touring in the States. I know you guys are heading to Europe pretty soon. It's not controversial to Americans. It's controversial to the Vietnamese people more so, or Vietnamese Canadians or Vietnamese Americans. And I've actually learned a lot more about that whole disaster just because of emails that we've been getting from people who are like, do you know that my father was in a Viet Cong prison camp for four and a half years and they killed half of his village? And I didn't know at all. And now I know more and I feel like more and more of an asshole for calling our rock band of four white dudes from Calgary, Alberta, Viet Cong, which has heavy, it has a lot of weight, I would say, to a certain community in the world. And I I don't know, but it's just a band name. Well said. How about we listen to another Viet Cong song? So Matt, I'd love you to say a few words about this song. Oh, hey guys. Uh, The next song that you're about to hear is called Silhouette. It mostly came from an experience of me getting electrocuted so badly that I was bleeding out of my ears the next day. Hey, this is Matt from the band Viet Cong, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Yeah. 
to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the song Silhouette by a band called Viet Cong off their debut record. I've got Matt and I've got Monty trapped in a van here answering my questions. Monty, I'd love you to talk a bit about this song. I'm just going to elaborate a little more on what Matt said before the song. It mostly came from an experience of me getting electrocuted so badly that I was bleeding out of my ears the next day. We we did a long US and Canada tour with this band Free Key Waves that was seven weeks that we toured the whole thing in a Toyota Echo. You could fit two Toyota Echoes in this van that yeah. we're sitting in right now. That's so you're saying it's a small car. Yeah, it's, it's quite a small car and we were in there for quite a long time all together. And then we got back from the tour and we booked a we booked our glorious homecoming show at this crazy billiard hall. There was some serious power problems and Matt actually did get electrocuted badly enough that he was bleeding out of his ears so the show was uh pretty awesome i don't know i ate a bunch of mcdonald's and puked i think and uh it was one of those kind of nights all right Viet Cong, you can't really talk about this band or a lot of people like to sort of pigeonhole you guys as ex-women women was a band that some of you were in previously for those who are devoted fans of women what do you think made that band special the women band was special to the fans of women, yes. Oh, I don't know. Honestly, that, again, was a lot of trial and error, and we just ended up putting out these records. And that was really it. I mean, we put lots of time and effort into it, for sure, but I don't know. I think it's a probably just a product of the, the four members' favorite music that we all listen to. So women made a few records that a lot of people really, really loved. The band is also distinguished by having probably one of the most interesting breakup stories ever. I don't want to talk about it directly, but I'm trying to think of a good way to say it. Indirectly? Just say it. Just say it. That's fine. The band broke up because of a fistfight on the stage involving you. And so I wanted to ask you, (laughs) I wanted to ask you to take me through because the breakup was blamed in a press release by Tour Exhaustion, so I wanted to get you to take me through how tours can exhaust a person and take them to a dark place that could turn into a band meltdown. Well, there were a lot of things leading up to that, but I, I think, in particular, we had about a week off in between a Europe tour and then that North America tour that we started off where we didn't have a van, so we bought a van very last minute and it turned out to be a crazy lemon. Like, it broke down. The second day we were on tour, we had to cancel a show. It, it seemed to break down every other Sunday on that tour. And Sunday is always the day where all the mechanics are closed. And it, I think it was six breakdowns or seven breakdowns. And that's not, a, not an exaggeration. I don't know. It was just a lot of maniacal shit to deal with. And, you know, we had... We have to be somewhere every single day. So we're in this place trying to rent another van and figuring these kinds of things out. And I I think that actually had a lot to do with it. And then it's just people going crazy. People lose their shit sometimes. And I think that's completely normal. It happens to the best of us. Um, what was the question again? Road chemistry. I'd love you to talk about what makes for successful road chemistry. Oh, man. I mean, road chemistry in that band was rockier, too, because it was me and my brother. I mean, who's been my best friend since he was born. He's three years younger than me. Chris Reimer, who we had known since he was maybe nine or ten. Mike Wallace, who 
grew up in the same neighborhood as us. So when you've known people so intimately for that long, you know exactly which buttons to press on people. And it got, it just got weird. I feel like Chris was always complaining and my, you know, my brother was in his own zone. Wallace can get pretty, he can get weird sometimes. I mean, everyone does. And I'd say probably 85% of the time we were all totally fine and happy. But then, you know, one thing happens and it all goes to hell. Fair enough. I really appreciate you talking about it. But I did ask the question in a way so you could talk about Viet Cong and now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, this band is the complete opposite other than, than me and Mike, who've known each other forever. But we've never had issues with each other at all. Um, so because you don't know Monty as well, is it more difficult to push his buttons? Not necessarily, but, you know, give us uh, three years in this van together, and we'll, <laughs> then we'll answer that question. But, no, it's it seems like a, a really healthy dynamic, I think. We've definitely all been doing this long enough and gone through enough bands that we... I don't know, I feel like we... Um, maybe don't take it necessarily to heart if something weird happens or, you know, something goes wrong. We just kind of take it in stride and continue on. So, Monty, you haven't talked for a while. I'd love to hear what you have to say, Monty, about successful road chemistry. Honestly, after after we did that, after we did the long tour in the Toyota Echo, that one was kind of, like, when Danny joined the band, I'd known Matt and Mike for... Uh, I don't know, since I was about maybe 17 or 18, we played in, uh, like, kind of techie hardcore bands at the same time and knew each other kind of from that scene, but not super, super well. I'd toured with Matt before a bunch, but then Danny was, like, none of us had toured with Danny. We'd never played in bands with Danny. And so that long tour was kind of the way to figure out that sort of thing, you know, to be like, okay, if we can be in a in a small car for seven weeks, then anything will be fine after that. So if a band was listening right now, what's one tip you would give them to achieve perfect road chemistry? I'd say have some pillows so that people can sleep in the back of the van. Um, I'd say go to go to Chinatown whenever you're in whenever you need to and get some like royal jelly with ginseng, uh, like little shots. So you can take those every once in a while. Get some multivitamins. Buy like apples and bananas when you have a chance to. And then don't worry if somebody like you know if somebody want if somebody wants to do this or somebody wants to do this, then just like you just need to not worry about what other people are doing too much because otherwise you're just going to be stressed out all the time. Viet Cong, thank you very much for spending some time with me in your van when you could have been drinking. So I would love you guys to pick one of the songs off your record, self-titled debut, and talk a bit about it as I bring up the music. What would be a good good one? Like March of P? Yeah. Is this going to play out to the end? It's a long song. It's like a six-minute. Let's do radio-length songs, guys. Oh, radio-length songs. What, since when did that become a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this campus radio? Remember in uh, 1965 when... Bob Dylan wrote a six-minute long song, and it was totally fine, and it's a hit <laughs> to this day. You know, that was uh, how many years ago? Fifty. Fifty years ago when Bob Dylan wrote that six-minute long song, and it was turned out to just be a hit, and the radio played it, and it was, it, it was totally fine. You could play a six-minute song. 
I would prefer not to play such a long song. Because <laughs> it's boring. Because people don't have attention spans anymore. Come on, you have what? Seven oh, or eight? Good, what's a good one? Here, let me see how long they all are. I, They're going to look one up on their iPhones. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here. Whoa. Uh, newspaper spoons? Yeah, that one's kind of cool. Okay, so new, so newspaper spoons is the only one off that record that was we did like we did pre-production stuff in my basement for pretty much all of it where we recorded that cassette EP too. And this one is pretty much that version. We recorded some bass synth over top of it, but it's uh I don't know, it's me and Matt playing drums into a into a stereo cassette recorder and then running that out to amps and miking up the amps and just trying to make some gross garbage. I played a bunch of viola on it for, like, harsh nonsense. But it kind of came about... I had this terrible song that had this one rhythm part in it. And when when Flegel and I first got together, we were just, like, playing a bunch of demos back and forth, and he was like, oh, the rhythm in this song is awesome. And then... So we just kind of recorded it for a little while, and then I remember he went home, and the next day he called me, and he was just like, oh, yo, I had this, like, uh... I don't know, you had some kind of, like, 60s... The melody for it, like, uh... I guess this one kind of sounds like a 60s tune in a little bit of a way. I thought, but, yeah, I thought more... I thought more like Brian Eno harmonies, where it's that kind of weird major, mm-hmm. major melody with a minor harmony sort of thing. My idea was I wanted something as gross as possible to turn into something as pretty as possible, so that at the end of this one it turns into like this super ethereal, spacey synth thing. I don't know. And the name of this song is? Oh, it's called Newspaper Spoons. By a band called? Viet. Kong. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for being on my show. No problem. Thanks, Scott.